You got the Jake from All State, and of course, you got your favorite uncle. He's hanging out with us. Yeah, he's in the building today because I told him if he wasn't going to be here, I was going to be mad. It, that don't always work, but he's here today. What's up, Uncle? Everything's good, man. Glad to be here. Glad to be in studio. Uh, I know we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be talking. Probably going to be doing a lot of screaming. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> so, uh, before we get into uh, the conversation and your screaming, we want to go ahead, go ahead and give uh, a couple of shout outs. You know, we always talk about politics right. and elections and right. voting. Right. And we also talk about how important it is to vote locally. Right. So right here in our area, there was some local elections going on. Mm -hmm. And we just wanted to give you some of those results. So right here in the city of Homewood, Patrick McCluskey is now the mayor. And also here in this area in Hoover, Vincent Bracado was also reelected as mayor. Uh, in Irondale, which is right outside of Birmingham, James Stewart Jr. is their new mayor, and we have to give him a special shout-out because he joined our show he did. just last week. He did. Um, also, um, I want to say a couple of condolences before we get into the show today, because I haven't said this. We've been saying it all week, but we're getting you know, hot into the show, and we haven't had, you know, we actually we didn't make time. I want to make time today. Um, there was a guy who called my show, well, his wife actually called my show, uh, six o'clock in the morning when we first started about eight years ago. Her name was Miss Brenda. And she welcomed me to the airway. She was my first caller, mm -hmm. and she called every weekend at six o'clock in the morning. At 601, 602, the phone was ringing. It was always Miss Brenda. And I have to say to her, you know, I, and I made her my, my first person. We went to go visit her and her husband at their home. We got a chance to hang out with them um, from time to time. And then I met her husband. Yeah. The one and only. Charles Allen Head. Um, we had our rounds. Yeah, you did. Definitely. You know, we went back and forth, but it was all out of radio love. He was known from, Fall, from the um, Paul Feinbaum show to the Leland Live to the Michael Hodge to the Scott Beeson. He called into every radio show in Alabama, the Matt Murphys of the world, the Andrea Lindenbergs, the Jessicas, the Russells. Everybody knew him. Um, you know, Big Jimmy. Everybody knew him. He passed away over the weekend. And Miss Brenda, I know... This is hard for you. Radio Land is hard for you. We're going to miss you, Charles. And, you know, he always did this, Unc, and I never understood why because he didn't live there. But he would always say, Charles Allen Head, Bessemer. That was Charles. So we love you. Rest in peace, Charles Allen Head, and thank you for all the battles and the debates that we had and the love that you showed to my radio show. I appreciate you, and I love you. And, Ms. Brenner, we're here if you need us. Um, also, there was another person, Unc, um, he, we, we grew up on, especially um, a lot of people in the, um, the black community. Um, some white people may know him, but Curtis Bell um, over at WATV. Uh, he was doing WJLD, I think. And I think he probably was even with WNN, if I'm not mistaken. But Curtis Bell passed away um, 
over the weekend, Unc. A legend in this game. When I say a legend, many people uh, clean their houses and wash their cars um, to him on Saturdays, to the Blues. So Curtis Bell was another one that I want to say, RIP, man, they're leaving us, Unc. Yeah. And you know they say when they when the when the legends leave in the game, they open up the doors for the new um, breed. And I guess we're sort of a new breed to carry this thing on, man. So I want to thank Curtis for all he's done, for all the people he mentored throughout the years, man. He was definitely a legend in the game. He will be missed. Um, anything else? I'm you know any more housekeeping we need to do? Uh, I do want to give a, a shout out to some uh, some people that helped me today. You know, yesterday I had issues with my truck. My mm -hmm. truck broke down. Mm -hmm. And most times when people have to have their vehicle worked on, it, it makes them feel a certain kind of way mm -hmm. because you don't know how much it's going to cost. And just quite honestly, sometimes we feel like these mechanics are going, are going to rip us off. Right. So I have to give two people a shout out there at Firestone on Green Springs Highway, Latoya and Brandon. They took care of me. They made sure my vehicle was okay. I had a little trouble. I went, I went back in. They took care of it. So Latoya and Brandon at Firestone on Green Springs Highway. I want everyone to uh, I want everyone to know, I want everybody to know that they took care of Uncle Boz and I appreciate it. All right, we want to uh, thank you for taking care of my boy, you know, so we, that's why we give you all that shout out. Now Firestone, y'all need to come holler and do some business with us. Yes. 866-551-9933. Uh, we got a lot to get into. The RNC happened last night. Um the first lady spoke. Mm -hmm. She did that and also this situation that we spoke on on Monday has really heated up um, in Kenosha, um, Wisconsin right now. Um, two people were killed last night. We're going to get off into that. Um, some things happened in the NBA. So uh, where we want to start with all this, because, you know, we got the YouTube audience. How y'all doing today? We got a lot of people in YouTube um, following us right now. Social media, you guys are following us right now. Radio Land, you, you guys are in with us right now. 866-551-9933. Uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and put the legs to this so we can get to the meat of the situation. So this all started on over the weekend when there was a killing of Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake's mom spoke um, uh, earlier today. So we got a lot to get into. Uh, let's do it. So uh, Jacob Blake was shot by police seven mm -hmm. times in the back mm -hmm. uh, the other day. Uh, and as you said, his mother uh, actually spoke today. And one thing that, that she said that I want to repeat, she doesn't want anyone doing bad things in the name of her son. We got a clip. And I want y'all to listen to what it said because she's taking heat. Uh, she's taking heat for what she said. Here it is. You, the the destruction that that has been taking place in cities across the country and in in uh, and in Kenosha. I heard you you speak about that, and my question is: You said that you don't want that in Jacob's name, and neither would he. Tell me more about that, please. Absolutely not. My family and I are very hurt, and quite frankly disgusted and as his mother please don't burn up property and cause havoc and tear your own homes down in my son's name you shouldn't do it people shouldn't do it anyway but to use my child or any other mother or father's child our tragedy all right, y'all, that was uh, Jacobs Blake's mom, uh, and she was speaking. Go ahead, on. So um, his, his mother and several members of his family have spoken out about 
rioting, looting, and doing illegal things in the name of the son. Also in this case, uh, an arrest was made today. Uh, a white 17-year-old police admirer, he's, he's described as, was arrested today in the killing of two people during a third night of protest in Kenosha. Now, his name is Kyle Rittenhouse, and he lives in Antioch, Illinois. He was taken into custody in Illinois on suspicion of first-degree intentional homicide. Now, Antioch is about 15 miles from Kenosha. Two people were killed Tuesday night in an attack carried out by a young white man who was caught on cell phone video opening fire in the middle of the street with a semi-automatic rifle. Now, uh, Joe, the video has been circulating on social media, and by now, I'm sure everyone has seen this video of Kyle Rittenhouse, or should I say, allegedly, Kyle Rittenhouse walking down the street, followed uh, by some people. Is he, he fell on the ground. It looks like they appeared to try to attack him. He set up and he opened fire. He killed two people. That was allegedly Kyle Rittenhouse. He is in custody. He is 17 years old, and he is from Antioch, which is 15 miles from Kenosha. You know, um, it's something that we don't want to talk about, Unc, but we have to talk about it. And I, and I want to talk about this in the nicest way possible because I want to talk about to go back to what uh, Jacob Blake's mom was saying about the rioting in, 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 you know, in her son's name. And I've seen everybody going back and forth. I've had a conversation with people um, about this because some people are saying burn it down. Burn down the whole system. Start all over again. And I'm going to say, you know, from what we are seeing, right, every uprising. And I, I want to be clear about this. What are we doing? Because, Unc, we said when 8 minutes and 46 seconds happened with George Floyd, the world was awakened, correct? They protest. They got the attention of everybody. And we said we wanted change. Now, what happened with George Floyd? Eight minutes and 46 seconds. It was a police officer with uh, his knee on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Am I not correct, y'all? That was a few months ago. We protested. Everybody heard us. Now we're here in Wisconsin, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And we're dealing with the situation with Jacob Blake being shot seven times in the back. So are we getting in a, is anything changing right now? Is anything right now in America really changing for everything we didn't tore up cities, been protesting, been outside, pull down statues? This still happened in Wisconsin on Sunday night. And so we go back to the same tactics again of burning down your city and people saying they're going to continue to protest. I'm going to ask everybody real talk. And this boy mom said, don't burn down um, stores and houses and cars in her son's name. Y'all doing that because y'all want to. Okay. Y'all doing it because now y'all got a chance to be, be mad about something. I understand of what people are trying to say, but this is not going to change anything. You burning up stuff? I am 100% against looting 
and rioting. I understand protesting because you're mad. But let me just say this. Um, protesting and praying is, is, is really like nothing if you ain't going to go put the work in. Why is Joe Lockett saying that today, Unc? I'm saying this because when I look at the voter turnout right here in Birmingham, Alabama, on, on local elections, y'all didn't show up. The, the turnout was down more so than it's, where it should have been. The turnout was down. Let me say that. But y'all can find time to get up and go protest. Y'all can find time to get up and go burn up some stuff and tear down some stuff. And then you clarify it in these people's name like that gives you the justification to do what you're doing. And it doesn't. If you really want to make change, and I'm telling y'all, whether you're a Trump supporter or you're a Joe Biden supporter. If you don't show up on November 3rd and you're still out there protesting, you're going to lose this election. And this is how Joe Biden can lose the election. Donald Trump people, let me say this. They're showing up. Come hell or high water. Joe Biden people, if y'all still out there protesting and talking about you need some counter rights and you mad or something and you don't take your behind to the polls and vote. Joe Biden going to be sitting at home with you. I promise y'all that. Y'all hang tight. This is the Joe Lockett Show. You wanna shout, shout, shout all about it. Call the Joe Lockett Show. One eight six six five five one ninety nine thirty three. Call the Joe Show. One eight six six five five one ninety nine thirty three. Ah, Joe M O E Man of Experience, Joe Lockett. There are some things we wish we could weld shut. Like my mother-in-law's mouth. And when it comes time for needing welding services, there's only one person to call, Mike Mitchell. From house gates to hunting trailers, Mike can weld it all. You'll get clean, strong, and precision welds when you call Mike. And with a portable welder, he can come to you. If you want your welds done right, call Mike Mitchell. Check him out on Facebook and get a free estimate. Call him at 1-256-531-4384. Find out what it might cost to weld that car hauler. Or my mother-in-law's mouth. Make sure you give Mike a call at 1-256-531-4384. Free estimates in North Central Alabama. Mike Mitchell, where there's a will, there's a well. Hi, I'm Big Daddy Dwayne Thompson. I'd like to invite you to embrace the taste of my new barbecue sauce, Big Daddy Bomb Barbecue Sauce. It's available at the Piggly Wiggly. So stop by, give it a try. Tell them Big Daddy sent you for Big Daddy Bomb Barbecue Sauce. So whether you're dipping or you're dripping, give Big Daddy Bomb Barbecue Sauce a try. Tell them Big Daddy sent you. And if you're going to sauce, sauce like the boss. Are flying ants swarming around your home? They could be swarming termites. Knowing the difference between these insects could save you time, money, and worry. If you're uncertain about which type of insect is invading your home, call the experts. Cook's Pest Control will be happy to come to your home and identify insects or insect damage free of charge with no obligation. Don't wait. Call Cook's today for a free evaluation. Looky, 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 here comes Cookie. Cook's Pest Control. What's trending in America on the Joe Lockett Show? Yeah, can 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Joe Lockett Show. Get connected. Better connected. You can also reach us at JoeLockettShow.com. What's trending in America on the Joe Lockett Show? Better connected. Welcome back to the Joe Lockett Show. It's about 16 minutes after the top of the hour. We are talking about the shooting of Jacob Blake. We are talking about Kyle Rittenhouse, who is in custody for shooting two people at the protest in Kenosha. Phone lines are wide open, 866-551-9933. All right, y'all, we're back. Um, you know, I, I want to get into this, Unc. Tamil Rice, y'all remember him, 12 years old, was shot by the police um, in a park, had a fake toy gun. Police didn't even get out the car good, pretty good. They rolled down the window thought he was pulling out a gun they shot and killed him okay and people looked into the report and to a point like i i'm gonna say this i can see and try to understand unc that situation to a point right that that makes a little sense right that police pull up heard that there was somebody in the area with a gun mm -hmm. see a kid with a gun 12 years old um Looked like he went in his whole his own waist pulled right. out a, what looked like a gun was like which a was gun. a gun mm -hmm. right he pulled it out they shot. They didn't know whether going to turn around and shoot at him. Got that. Makes sense, right? Yeah, he's logical. People said that makes sense. It's Everybody logical. looked into it. The police yeah. officers got off scot-free. Makes sense. I got that. Okay. Unk, we didn't like it. We rolled with it, right? No protesting. People's upset. Now, I need America to help me understand this one right here. Tamir Rice was 12. Cal Rittenhouse. 17 years old, mm -hmm. lived 15 miles away. What kind of gun he had on? Semi-automatic rifle. Walking around with a semi-automatic rifle in a black community, okay? Left his home, went 15 miles, and had nothing to do with the Jacob this, the situation. 17 years old, what you out there protecting? You're not the police. Why are you there at 17 years old at nighttime? Aren't you supposed to be in school? Number one. Number two, got into it. I don't know what happened. Some way, somehow, he was being chased mm -hmm, by the crowd. By the crowd, mm -hmm. because he had the gun. I don't know because he had the gun. What he said, but he was being chased. Okay, I'm, I'm telling the story from what we from what we know right now. Walking around with a gun, Unc, being chased with a gun by the crowd. People saying that Black Lives Matter. I don't know, but he was being chased. He takes the gun that he has, he's been walking around with, then walked past the police and everything with, and shot two people. Went home with the gun, walked past the police after he shot the people, okay? After the, the police and her gun shot, he walked around with the gun and went home. Unc. He got arrested at his house. Oh, by the way, Unc, he's in jail. Nothing has happened to him. He didn't get hit. He wasn't a danger. It was nothing. Now, somebody please help me understand. I don't know all the facts there. Like people will say, you don't know what happened before, Joe. Okay. I do know this. K. 
Kyle Rittenhouse shouldn't have been in Kenosha. He had no business there. He didn't know Jacob. What, what, what was Kyle doing there? Tamir Rice was at his house playing. Cops and robbers, I don't know what he was playing. Cowboys and Indians, he was playing. Got shot in the stomach by the police. People say that's understandable. Please help me understand, America. Please help me understand how Kyle Rittenhouse can walk around in Kenosha with a gun, speak with the police. Nothing happens. Shoots two people. Shoots two people. Okay? Because they was chasing him. And I seen some of the comments. Uh, and I'm getting out of my inbox and I'm bringing it right here to the Joe Lockett Show today. Somebody said, I'm not going to call your name, but you know who you are. He should have shot everybody because they shouldn't have chased him down. And to that person in my inbox, let me say this to you. He shouldn't have been there in the first place. He shouldn't have been there in the first place. 17 years old, he should have been at home with his mom and daddy. He's still a young whippersnapper with slimmer that's coming out of his ear. Come on now. What was that young man doing there? We have made a grave mistake, and I hate to use these two kids. Man, that's what they are, kids, <laughs> in these situations. Because he has been politicized in his mind. Kyle has. He's, you go to the Facebook page, he's Blue Lives Matter. They say he's part of some, some, some group. I don't know if this kid is part of any group. I just know he's a kid who thought he was an adult and he got himself in an adult situation, and now he's in jail for murder. And then some of y'all are going to go out and try to say he should have killed more people because of what y'all don't like seeing, what y'all like seeing going on in Kenosha. Let me explain something to y'all, man. The looters and the risers in Kenosha, they're wrong. They should go to jail all day long. Do not stand for that. But what I also don't stand for is when the news said this morning, Unc, that two were dead or two or people were shot. One person was shot. Well, two people were shot. One was dead in Kenosha. Everybody thought it was who, Unc? The black folks. They thought it was Black Lives Matter, people fighting amongst everybody and somebody got killed. But all of a sudden when this one happened, when Kyle, got, when Kyle was the guy, now you got an excuse for Kyle. You got an excuse for him. Explain, please explain to me. And like I said, you under, if y'all want to understand anything, please help me understand this right here. How is Tamar dead and this guy shot somebody, just shot somebody, just shot him, shot two people? Walking around with the AK, and y'all tell me when Jacob had the gun, he had a gun, so he was a threat. He had a gun. Okay, I had a knife. Just say he had a knife. Jacob had a knife. So the police didn't know. The police saw this kid with the gun, and nothing happened. He made it home. Please explain that to me. Y'all, please try to make me make Unk, he shot two people. Yeah. Uh, let me say this again. Y'all don't not hear me. He shot two people, walked past the police with a gun, walked past them. Now, because I'm quite sure the cops heard the gun. They didn't probably know he did it, but they heard the gunshots. He had to hear the gunshots. He walked past them, got in his car, and he fled home. How, Unc, did that happen? Whether you're uh, black or white, Democrat or Republican, I would like to think that most people think with a logical mind or with a analytical mind. And you have to look at situations without, with, with, with blinders on and not just from your point of view. 
and you have to to ask ask yourself some some questions. How is it that this seventeen year old white boy can walk down the road during a protest with a semi-automatic rifle in, in plain view? It, it, the strap is is around his neck. He shot it. He gets up. He walks away. From my memory, he walked walked past a, a very large military-style police vehicle, and he at least walked past two police cars with the lights on, with a semi-automatic weapon around his neck. But we look up at Jacob Blake, it's still a question if he even had a knife. So you get shot in the back seven times, and you may have a knife, or you may be going to get a weapon, but here's another person with a semi-automatic weapon around his neck, walking down the middle of the road during a protest immediately after shots have, have been fired. He not only walks past police, he makes it home. And after that point, he makes it to jail. Now, if, if that's good and that's right, that he's not killed and he actually makes it to jail, why is it not right that Jacob Blake couldn't make it to jail and he didn't even have a semi-automatic rifle in plain sight around his neck? That that just makes no sense. If you look at it, if you are analytical, if you try to be unbiased, if you just look at it as a human being, you have to ask some questions. You have to wonder what's going on. You have to wonder why. And even if you don't understand, doesn't this kind of make you want to try to understand? Now, I know when George Floyd got killed, a lot of people, their eyes were open. And, and, and I appreciate that new understanding. But here we are again. Here we are again in the in the almost the same situation. After all the protests, all the protests, all the statues, all the marching, all that, all the burning, all that, all the looting. Statues taken down, Preach. people making speeches, taking up money, and here we are again, and it hasn't even been, been two or three months. Here we are again. So for what? Now let's look at the NBA. After the George Floyd thing, like the NBA kind of showed some sensitivity, and when they started playing the games, we even saw they allowed the players to put Black Lives Matter on the jersey. Now, that is major because these professional teams don't allow anything on jerseys. So we see Black Lives Matter. Everybody's feeling good. We feel like there may be some change. And here we are again. Didn't even finish the season. They're in the playoffs. And here we are again. Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee is right up the road from Kenosha. Milwaukee Bucks team say, hey, we are not playing. Game five of the playoffs, we are not playing because nothing has changed. We're acting like everything has changed. We're acting like everything is better. But here we are again. We are not playing. The NBA has called off the playoffs to this point. So what are we supposed to do? What what are the circumstances? What what is going to change? How can we do better? How how can we make it different? Phone lines are wide open, 866-551-9933. We will see you on the other side.
Joe Rocket Show. It's now or never. It's now or never. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Joe Rocket Show. No stopping me. One hundred percent. Joe Rocket Show. No stopping me. One hundred percent. Joe Rocket Show. Our forecast on this Wednesday evening and Wednesday night includes a partly cloudy sky. We'll drop back into mid-70s, a warm, muggy night. For Thursday, we're back in the low 90s. Again, a hot day. I do expect a few scattered afternoon storms and rain chances really increasing by Friday and even into the weekend. If you've got plans outdoors, I would plan for a few scattered afternoon and evening thunderstorms. On WVUA 23, Chief Meteorologist Richard Scott with your forecast on this Crawford Broadcasting Station. Life Touch Massage is a local innovative spa located in the Parkside District of downtown Birmingham. We provide affordable services in a relaxing environment for individuals who work, live, play, and travel downtown. We provide a variety of massages including Swedish deep tissue, hot stone, cupping, sports, pregnancy, and much more. Give us a call today or visit us online to schedule your next spa service. Remember, with Life Touch Massage, relief is only a touch away. Ladies, criminals are ready for you. Are you ready for them? You can be ready to protect yourself with a lipstick, cell phone, or pen stun gun. Or maybe pepper spray in a stylus holster is better for you. Go to thedefensedepot.com and check out their unmatched selection for your protection. Thedefensedepot.com has everything a woman needs for her personal security protection. America's favorite uncle, Uncle Boz. This is your favorite Uncle Boz, and somebody told me that people are dying that have never died before, so it's time for families and individuals to step up and take care of business. I want you to contact my friend Veronica Parrish. She is an independent agent with Lincoln Heritage Life Insurance and she can let you know if you qualify for pre-approval for their final expense program. You can call Veronica's office at 205-386-5440 or you can even call her cell phone, 205-566-9183. Today is Wednesday, August 26th, and this is Uncle Boz with Lock It In News. Across the country, some schools are open with in-person learning and teachers are worrying about crowded classrooms and proper contact tracing. Chip Scarborough has more. Many Central Alabama teachers have returned to their classrooms in recent days to begin a school year like no other. I think one of the biggest concerns they have is about contact tracing. Marianne Hayward with the Central Alabama American Federation of Teachers says that includes who is going to notify teachers when they've been exposed to someone with the virus, whether it be a student or fellow staff member who is infected. You know, when, when a teacher doesn't show up at school, rumors start, you know, have they tested positive? Why are they not at school? Hayward says teachers are sometimes left guessing whether they were in any way exposed to someone with the virus, on top of having to worry about some classrooms being too crowded. The teachers that are meeting face-to-face -face with their students, there are too many students in the classroom. They cannot put enough space in between desks, and so it's just a dangerous situation. 
And with the virus still spreading, some districts now offering in-person learning can be forced to suddenly switch to remote learning, which educators say would be a major disruption to the learning process. But teachers are very resilient and teachers are very creative and whatever gets thrown at them, they'll be able to pick it up and run with it. Hayward adding there are no clear-cut guidelines to dealing with education in the middle of a pandemic and that school leaders are doing the best they can in a difficult situation. We want to send our prayers out to the teachers, students, and parents. That's it for Lock It In News. Welcome back to the Joe Lockett Show. We are at the bottom of the hour. We're talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. We're talking about Jacob Blake. We're talking about the NBA and boycotting. Phone lines are wide open, 866-551-9933. We're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Russell. What's up, Russ? What's up with you? Good, brother. What you got? All right. Now, it's so much it's so much going on. I'm going to see where I can start now. Number one, I'm more upset with the protesters about the guy shooting, um, shoot, shooting and walking away and all that. You can't really be mad at the police. But, you know, the police ain't going to do nothing when white people do stuff to us anyway. But I, if, that's why I don't really do protests and, and go to the little rallies they be having because I had to take a gun with me just in case something like that happens to me. And with my family or with my friends or whatever I do, because I think old boy should have been dealt with right then. And then he actually walked by the police, which I wasn't surprised. I mean, everybody acting like they're surprised. I don't understand why everybody's so surprised. I mean, they just killed Buddy because they thought he had a knife, like you said. But they know this man had a gun and just heard gunshots. And he written, and I thought he shot two people, killed two people, and, and injured another person. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I, maybe I'm mistaken. No, he shot two on, people. He shot two people. I'm, I'm not for sure if both of them died, but I'm looking at the thing. Now, two people were, two people were shot. Well, he shot. He killed two people and injured one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I mean, it's right there. You're looking for the, you're looking for the answer. The answer right there. You know. But here's the thing, Russell. I, people try. I mean, people been coming at me, man. Real talk, bro. And trying to explain this away. Trying to say, I got somebody on YouTube right now. Just saying, Cal is a hero. I mean, this is on our YouTube live. We live on YouTube right now. There's somebody saying that Cal is a hero. But every time, and this is the problem that we got in America, y'all. If Cal is a hero, George Floyd is a hero. Jacob Blake is a hero. Tamir Rice is a hero. Uh, uh, what's, what's, what's the young man name uh, that got killed? Uh, Trayvon Martin is a hero. But see, y'all don't want to go there. Gonna, what's the difference? But they, but the difference they, is the skin color. It, that's it. They're, they're not looking at us like heroes. I mean, that's it. I mean, if black people was as violent as white people make us out to be, it wouldn't even be no white people left. But here's the you thing, know? Russ. It's some. It's some in our community, in, in community, in the white community that does that. Because I don't want to paint the broad brush with the white community like everybody hates us. But it's some out there that no matter what they see, they're going to make it um, bad for for the other side. But maybe, well, well maybe the, we can solve the problem by treating it just the way they. The uh, the way they treat us. I mean, everybody say all oh, cops not bad, which I do believe. Right. But I mean, when you silent, you just as bad as the ones out there doing it, out there making trouble. Well, I'm gonna disagree with you uh, on that one, Russ. Now, because I think, and Unc taught me this a long time ago, that everybody's not made for different things. 
Some people are not made to speak up. You know what I mean? Some people going to pray. Some people going to protest. Some people are not going to do anything. So for the people who speak up, good for you. My whole thing is if you got something to say, I'm like you, Russ. Just be fair about the situation across the board. And and and, and that's the whole problem. They just can't be fair because I think that a lot of a lot of people are, are afraid that if we do get some kind of rights or understanding mm-hmm. and in the level in the level of feelings leveled out, mm-hmm. they think we're going to go back and do the same thing they did to us, which we're not built like that. Right? I mean, we've been we've been forgiving, we've been praying. For four hundred years, I mean, when it's gonna change? I don't you know, know, Russ, and it, I don't it, really it, know. It, it, I don't know what's gonna make the change. But right now, what we're seeing, even protesting, is not making the change. That's what I'm saying. And then, even with the NBA players, I mean, everybody was like, "Oh, I, I congratulate the NBA players for our uh, protesting," which I think, if any team should do it, I, Milwaukee might should do it. My yeah. Milwaukee should right, be right, right. Mm-hmm. We boycott or whatever. But with everybody else, I mean, the race of white people not even watching basketball anyway. So I mean, so what they prove? It's just so. I think what I think at the end of the day they're just trying to show solidarity. Yeah. Hey, Russ, I love you, man. I got a bank full of phone calls. I got to keep it moving, bro. Go ahead, last point. Okay, okay, I got last point. Go ahead. But like, okay, but like I was saying though, you know, I mean, all the answers right there in your face. Everything that you, all the questions you answer is right there in your face. You already know why they're doing. You you already know why it's happening where it's happening. Okay, love you, bro. One thing we allowed it to happen. Okay. All right, one love, man. All right, 866-551-9933. Uncle, we got online too. We have Robert. What's up, Robert? You there, Robert? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, fellas? Doing good, Robert. How's it going? Good. Good. So you were asking about this kid uh, shooting these folk. From what I understand, he shot an individual, wounded this individual, and as he was walking away, the crowd took off after him. And then he tripped and got up and fired his weapon again, and two people were killed. Mm-hmm. But he, this is what got me. The kid is 17 years old. You have to be 18 years of age in Wisconsin to have a weapon of any sort. Mm-hmm. And then number two, uh, it's federally illegal to carry a weapon to a protest. So when he was walking down the street, and I saw the video the police were blowing their horns from their assault vehicles at this kid as if to say, hey, how you doing? How's it going? And he held his hands up, kind of waved to him, and walked on by. So if you are a good cop and you see someone walking from a protest with a rifle, your first instinct should have been to stop and check this guy out. But... Joe, Uncle Boz, the police knew this young man. They knew who he was. He was only 15 miles away, and I'm quite sure they are aware of the militia group that he was aware of. Mm -hmm. Now, you asked the question, Joe. You said, why did he go to Kenosha in the first place? Mm -hmm. He went to do what he did. He went to kill. He went to kill people. And I don't want to put a color on that, but he did what he started out to do. He killed two folk, and he tried to kill a third, but that person was wounded. Mm -hmm. But I should have started this conversation with condolences to Miss Brenda. Gosh, man, uh, Charles Allen had his past. I didn't know that. Thanks Mm -hmm. for letting me know that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, those are my feelings about it. 
the fellow just uh and will he will he face charges? I right. don't know. He's being charged with murder right now. Right. I'm well will will he be convicted? What I'm trying to say is I don't know, Robert. You know, that's a hell of a little city right there. It and is. I understand that, you know, those police are kinda like they were in Ferguson, all those little small towns. But that's all I have to say. Appreciate you, Robert. We love you. Talk to you guys again. All right, appreciate you, man. All right, we love you. All right. 866-551-9933. Let's stick with the phone lines. Uncle, we got on line three. We have Lewis. What's up, Lewis? Hey, how you guys doing this evening? We're doing good, good, man. Good. Hey, I want to answer your question. Um, And I think it boils down to just one thing. It's a threat. The the young man that was was, um, walking around with the gun the police didn't see him as a threat, mm-hmm. as opposed to the other people who were either running away from the police or going toward their car or, or uh, standing up. They, they are perceived as a threat. Mm-hmm. Now, if you, it goes back to you know, a, a movie that we all know from the beginning, uh, Birth of a Nation. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, at Birth of a Nation, they portrayed, the Af- they portrayed a man as an African-American man as a savage, as a savage. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that has permeated through our culture since, uh, since, our, our, since um, slavery and, and since um, uh, the uh, reform as well. So mm-hmm. that being said, I think that's what happened. Because think about what happened to, what's the young man named that uh, murdered nine people in South Carolina at Mother Manual? Mm-hmm. He walked away. He actually got a hamburger. The police took him had, had a hamburger with him before. Dylan he, Roof. Before he, yeah, Dylan Roof. What? So he went, went, you know, he made it to the, um, to the. To they the, shot to nine the people and made it to jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's your answer right there. It's a threat. We are the community. African American male is considered a, a threat, a violent mm-hmm. threat. Anyway. That's Appreciate you, Lord. Love you, man. Thanks All a right, lot. Take care. Bye All right. Bye. 866-551-9933. Uncle, I want to go into this because I know that, you know, people are going to come back and, you know, because here's, here's the juggernaut here. There are a lot of people mad at protesters because they're looting and rioting. Okay, let's just be honest about that. Mm-hmm. And so when they see the looters and the rioters get shot, they are happy about that. Okay, so let's break this down. There are people out there protesting that are doing it peacefully. Okay, and there are people out there who's rioting and looting and most of America, even um, Jacob Blake's mom saying she don't she she's not for that. Huh? That's not what she wants. I think majority of America, black or white, don't want to see nobody out there burning up business, burning up cars, burning up homes, tearing up stuff and robbing nobody. We don't want to see that. I think there are people in our community that are doing something stupid and taking advantage of the situation at hand. They're waiting for this to happen. And the bad people in our community. Right goes out and does these things. And we got to call them out for that. And I'm doing that here today on this show. I don't agree with it. I wholeheartedly disagree with you out there rioting and looting and tearing up anything in anybody's city and robbing anybody. Because something happened bad in your community gives you no right to go out there and destroy somebody else's property. So I'm against that. But I'm also against every time someone looks like us, Unc, that we have to prove ourselves over and over again from the, from the beginning to the end. 
even when it's not it's a nonviolent situation where he shouldn't have did this and he shouldn't have did that. He could have, should have, would have. He still be alive today. OK, I got you. Again. Kyle, 17. Um, what was he doing outside with a gun? If a black kid was walking around with a gun, um, they shot Tamar, t- t- uh, Tamir Rice. They shot him. Because it looked like he was a danger. Mm-hmm. How can a kid with a gun at a protest walk towards the police with an AK? With a, with a semi-automatic rifle, rifle? I want y'all to really think about what I'm saying here now. Uh, please, it, it, y- 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 y'all go with me. If a black man was walking towards the police with a gun strapped around him, Unc, what you think would have happened? They would have stopped him. They would have charged him. You, you, you see what I'm saying, Unc? You couldn't walk towards the police, Unc, with a gun wrapped around you. Let it be a 17-year-old, 15-year-old kid, Unc, with a gun wrapped around him, a big old gun wrapped around him walking towards the police. What would have happened, Unc? And what y'all would have said? He shouldn't have had that gun on and no protest. What's peaceful about it? But let me ask y'all this, Unc. What was peaceful about that young man walking, walking to that protest? With that gun. What was peaceful about that? What was he doing with a gun? Who gave him permission in um, 15 miles away? What that, what that city was in? Uh, where, where are you from? Um, Antioch. Antioch. Who told him to come from Antioch to come down there and protect somebody? He's not a police officer. Ain't that's what the police was there for? Ain't nobody asked him to do that. So please, y'all help me understand. I don't want to put race to it. I need y'all to help me understand. That's all. Because what I want to do, I want to end this, Unc, is going to, we need to pray for our country. We really do need to pray for our country. We need to bring this all back in because that young man that had that AK, where was that learned at, huh, Unc? Where do you think that was learned at? Most things are learned at home. So he had to feel empowered to get in his car or his mom and daddy car to go back and do what he did. Now think about what I'm saying here, y'all. He shot, he shot three people, killed two. He went on back home. That kind of sound like the Ahmad Arbery case, don't it? Don't, don't it kind of sound like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like the guys who, who killed Arbery, mm-hmm. they went back home. Went on back home. Yeah. Like everything was natural and normal. I don't think it's normal for anybody to be rioting and looting. I think everybody who's doing that should be person prosecuted to the highest law. I want them out of our community because just because something bad happened to in our community gives nobody the right to go out there and riot and loot and burn and destroy property and rob. But also, we don't need people coming from the outside, coming into the communities, bringing what they think because they don't like what they're seeing, especially a 17-year-old kid. This is not even a grown man. This is a kid. He's not even considered an adult. Coming into the community with a gun. If you're coming into the community with a gun, nine times out of ten, you what? You're coming, you're looking for trouble. Because if you got a gun nine times out of ten, Uncle, if something happens to you, what you're going to do? You're going to use it. And as a 17-year-old kid, if you ain't properly trained or even if you properly trained somebody coming after you and you fall down, what happened, Unc? He turned around with the gun. You saw him. He, he firing at folks. 
And people are on his side saying that he should have shot more. Instead of saying, now, if that was a black kid down there who came into the community and did that, um, the first thing everybody been asking, why was he there? He had no business there. He should get prosecuted. And I'm saying for this young man, I feel sorry for him, Uncle, but I truly believe he needs to be prosecuted to the highest law. And an example needs to be set for the looters, for the rioters, for the robbers, and for all the agitators coming into this because you don't like what you're seeing and you're bringing it into these communities and you're bringing your trouble along with the trouble that's already there. You need to be prosecuted also at the highest level of the law and all the bad policemen you need to be fired and i need the uh kenosha police department unc we need them looked at because i need somebody to truly help me understand whether you're on youtube whether you're on uh, facebook right now or you're in radio land i need y'all to help me understand how can a 17 year old kid walk towards the police when there is uh protesting rioting and looting going on and nothing is said to him because unc, if that was me, if that was you, if that was your son, if you had a son, if I had a son walking down there and a 16 year or 17 year old kid walking towards the police out of a protest, unc, what y'all think would have happened? Well, Jacob Blake tell that story. Because you part of the protest. So like Robert said, they actually probably knew the kid. Hmm. Your thoughts, unc? Some of these narratives that we're hearing they're not logical and they really make no sense. Um, I'm at the point where I'm hoping and I'm praying that people with a certain mindset will develop a different mindset. Mm -hmm. Some of these situations, if you look at them without forming your opinion beforehand, you will start to see things different. And until you, you take your own biases out of your mind, Everything that comes up, you're going to see it a certain way. Mm -hmm. And every time you come in on that, you're going to make a certain comment. And chaos and confusion breeds chaos and confusion. Mm -hmm. we, we are still in the midst of chaos, and we are still in the midst of confusion. There is a segment of the population, and I hope it's a small segment, that just refuses to look at anything from an analytical point of view. You already have your opinion, and no matter what happens, you keep the same opinion. Now, in my opinion, that's just flat ignorance. It, it's just flat ignorance. How can you look at everything through from one point of view? Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. It's mm -hmm. tunnel vision. You, you can't see anything to the left, anything to the right. No matter what happens, it's the same. You apply your same fake hypocritical standard to everything and that's just not human it's not fair it's not human it's not fair to it's not fair to you first and it's not fair to everyone else it's not fair to you because you have to be living in a box you have to be living in the box you cannot be accomplishing much in life if you just have that tunnel vision if you if you claim that you have a standard do you apply it to everyone or do you just apply it when it's convenient to you? Some of these people we don't need to listen to. I posted today on Facebook. There is no need to argue with the overseer because he has a boss. 
and that has a hidden message in it. Some of you will get it. Some of you will not. I refuse to argue with a person whose mentality is not fit for the conversation. Mm. Why would I have a conversation mm. with someone who just has tunnel vision? Nothing I'm going to say is going to reach them. And what they have to say is going to be on one track. Mm -hmm. Nothing is always one track. Sometimes when I sit and listen to people, I, I get a different point of view. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need, different points of view. Being here on this show, being on WYDE, I have talked to a lot of people with different points of view. I always try to listen to see where they're coming from. I think in fairness to everyone, in, in fairness to, to human beings, at least listen and try to understand without making a judgment based on something you really have never experienced and you don't know about. How are we going to progress? How are we going to get past chaos and confusion if people keep thinking the way they think and they are not open to seeing things another way? Because I think some people just don't want to be fair, Unc, and they're mad about certain things, the way things are in our society. And anytime they can find a point of view to um, be mad about or point 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 in a different direction, that's what they're going to do. I start this show with love. I try to end this show on love because I try to understand everybody's point of view. But at sometimes and some days like today, you know, it just puzzles me how anybody can say some of the things that y'all are saying out there about this situation and not question it like you question everything else. Now, I think I've been fair enough on this microphone over the years to see everybody's point of view in a lot of different situations where I've took on, taken a lot of heat from. And so for the people I've taken heat from asking you to take a look at this situation and ask yourself this question, right? And what was that? Was it Mississippi burning uh, when um, Paul, what, what was that guy named? Matthew McConaughey. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, I want you to close your eyes, right? And y'all know, know the line he used. I want y'all to close your eyes. If you're driving, I want you to do this. But if you're at home or if you listen to me, wherever you listen, I want you to close your eyes and imagine if Kyle Rittenhouse was black. What would have happened? This is why people are upset. Because we, at some point in time, we got to start to treat everybody the same way. I don't want any special treatment because of the color of my skin. I just want to be treated fairly. If Kyle can walk towards the police at 17 years old with an automatic rifle, a semi-automatic semi rifle, I want my son to be able to walk towards the police with a semi-automatic rifle and not be hassled, not nothing be said to, and not feel like they've been threatened. That's the only thing I'm asking. Am I asking too much, Unc? Am I asking too much, America? Am I asking too much for the same way Kyle made it home and he shouldn't have been there? I would love for our kids to be able to make it home with the exact same circumstances, exact same. I want them to leave 15 miles away with the intentions to go there to protect and serve to be with the police like they were, like he was doing with the militia, exact same intentions. Go there. And if they shoot somebody, I want the exact same thing to happen to my kid. They go to jail, but I want them to be unscathed. I want them to walk past the police. I want them to go home and I want the police to arrest them and take them to the jail with nothing happening to them. That's fair. All right, y'all. 
Hope you guys enjoyed the show. That is a conversation I want you guys to continue to have on social media. YouTube, I appreciate you tuning in with us. Facebook, y'all always been good to us, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in with Radio Land. We know we love you. Uh, thanks for all our callers calling in. This is a conversation we need to have. We just want to be treated fair, America. I'm not asking for any more piece of the pie, and sometimes I give you some of my pie, okay? But I just need for us to be treated fairly. And if you ain't never thought your vote counted, I tell you, I don't care how you vote, just go vote on November 3rd, all right? Appreciate you guys, man. And no matter how you feel about me, I'm always going to tell you each and every night, as long as I'm on this microphone and I'm breathing, I got three words for everybody. I love you. Even though I might fall, I don't know any other way to live. So my all is what I give. She said, I hope she'd inspire me to do what I love, even though I might experience loss. Mama said, smile through the pain, it's okay. With blood, sweat, and tears, it's fun, it's no cost. She said, keep a good name, don't sell out for fame, but your soul is all that you got. Oh, just remember who you are, baby, shoot for the stars, and you're sure to come out on top. Yeah, tonight I'm ordering, I understand more and Gotta move forward now, so I'ma keep climbing this hill. Even though I might fall, I don't know any other way to live. So my all is what I give, and I'll keep climbing this hill. Even though I might fall, I don't know any other way to live. So my all is what I'll give. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you'd like to be on the show or advertise your business, go to joelocketshow.com. So I keep climbing.